If I told you things I did before, told you how it used to be, would you go along with someone like me? If you knew my story word for word, had all of my history, would you go along with someone like me? That's the question we're going to ask and answer today on the brand spanking new episode of the As Told by Reese podcast. It's brand spanking new because I'm just recording it. And guess what's going to happen after I record it? Yep, you guessed it. I'm going to upload it right onto the interwebs. Where do I upload it? For now, I upload everything to SoundCloud. And from SoundCloud, things go all over the place. So that means you can find me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, anywhere there's a podcast platform. Pretty much you can find me. And while you're finding me, why not leave a review? Something, email, something, name of this podcast at gmail.com is growing cobwebs. And I know somebody's got to be listening. Or are they? You know what? Somebody might not actually be listening because there's almost a million. Well, there's more than a million podcasts. There's more than a million podcasts out there. And I'm just a voice in the sea of many. So maybe nobody's listening. But for the one or two people that might be, guess what? I'm actually doing this for you. I'm actually doing this for you, and I'm happy to be doing it. Because, hey, if I can get you through your workout, your drive, your smoke sesh, your non-smoke sesh, just anything. Nice little distraction for a little while, whether you want to pay attention or not. Most times not. Hey, I'm happy to be that for you. I'm happy to be that for you. And with that said... Let's get into a few things. This is going to be a very interesting episode. I say that about all of them, but I really mean it for this one, just like I really mean it for all the rest. So I don't know why I said I really mean it. It's just things people say when they really want you to hammer something home, hammer a point or whatever. But my point is we're going to double back on what I was talking about last episode, which was that I'm, I'm just not, not, not quite, not quite what I feel to be tall. Like the rest of them. Now, we do understand that, you know, my definition is a little skewed because of the absolute beast height of the people in my family. Which is interesting, right? So I think inside of myself, I think I would have lived a significantly better life if I was a lot taller than I am now. And maybe that's true. But there's some evidence that proves to the contrary. Um, because every boy in my family is taller, is, is tall, relatively tall. Tall enough to play a sport, some basketball, some football, some others, but we were not blessed with a lot of athletic talent. Not at all. Not a single boy in my family is all that athletic. They aren't. They're just tall. So, honestly, they're tall for no reason. Maybe to reach the highest things on the shelves, but I can reach the highest things on the shelves. So, what's that? what's that do? 
none of us play pickup games anymore. And honestly, the best athletes I've ever been around tend to be the shorter people for some reason. Like, that's the actual athletes. They may not have had the highest of the heights, but they had a lot of coordination, a lot of explosiveness, things like that. Um, I think out of the boys in my family, I'm probably the most overall athletic, or at least I was before the fat took over. And honestly, I I would not have been going pro in anything. So maybe I would have cut a more impressive figure. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I would have been able to see uh, above the crowd more often. But (laughs) I think I'm missing something just because I never had it. Like, I never had quite it. But... Yeah, I just it's like getting on top of a really tall thing. Do you feel any better being on top of that tall thing? Well, hey, hey, ladies and gentlemen, listen, that's not where I'm going with this. But no, whenever I get on a step stool or a ladder, um, I'm embellishing the height. But it it wouldn't be I'm not when I'm up there. I'm not like oh this feels fantastic. I would love to be this tall in real life. I'm more like oh this makes me uncomfortable. I want to get down. And a lot of tall people I know are somewhat graceful to pretty graceful some of them not so much but that's just with everybody so you know i don't i I just thought it was a clever or funny thing to talk about i don't i personally don't think you should care too much about your height i don't think i should care much about my height um and yeah that is what i wanted to say about that before i double back to the story so (laughs) i was talking to a friend the other day and they know my family I'm like, you know what's funny? I never got to the same height as the other boys in my family did. And then we started talking about it. And they revealed a story to me about, we were talking about how people sometimes, how stature and posture and all these other things and like you're just, presence can make you taller or smaller than what you are. So I was talking about another mutual friend of ours and how even though they are significantly, there's a significant difference in height, when I see them next to each other, I just can't, I can't tell. Like, I can't tell. I can never tell. Even though there is a significant difference in height. It's just, stature-wise, there's a similarity, carry themselves, etc. But it just, it never occurred to me how stark the difference was. And then that's when the friend of mine revealed that they were actually supposed to be taller than they are, which is interesting. What happened to them, you say? Well, <laughs> they broke the growth plates in their ankles. What the growth plates are is what are a large part of what determines the height you get. The growth plates, um, essentially they fuse and become bone. Actually... Let me find the definition for it before I just start talking outside of my face. This comes straight to you from Search Engine. I won't say their name because I don't get paid and never get paid. Growth plates are the areas of new bone growth in children and teens. They're made up of cartilage, a rubbery, flexible material. I should have, I would have used a different inflection if I knew that's where the sentence was going to end. The nose, for instance, is made of cartilage. Most growth plates are near the end of long bones. Long bones are bones that are longer than they are wide. Yes, thank you. Long bones are bones that are longer than they are wide. But anyway, the areas of new bone growth in children and teens. It's basically what divide, uh, decides your height. And when they fuse together, when they, they're done fusing, you're done growing for the most part. You're done growing for the most part. I said that twice for emphasis. But yeah, my friend, she broke both her ankle growth plates. Both of her ankle growth plates. 
which in hindsight might have been a blessing in disguise because can you imagine if one had been broken and the other one didn't get broken and she might be like it might be a significant difference between left leg and right leg right leg and left leg same way backwards and forwards so maybe she actually got lucky there but given who her parents were she was supposed to be of a certain stature funny enough it's the stature that this girl this other girl is and i'm like huh fascinating 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 so what i didn't tell you in the last episode at least i don't think i did is there's growth plates all around your body your ankles your knees and also get this in the base of your spine funny enough i've always had back pain always had back pain i'm big now but i had back pain since way before i was a big in fact i've had back pain as early as childhood now you're thinking how why how could someone have such back pain such early on and i'll tell you the story <laughs> it's funny now but it, it, you know layering it unpacking it i'm like huh that's pretty devious that's pretty bad what happened to me so i have a group of cousins about three of them that were the same age as me we grew up together essentially and we all lived in a neighborhood or got in a neighborhood and when you live in a neighborhood neighbors do become family especially if your parents have known each other since childhood so basically you know we were one big huge family unit and my mom's like play sister whatever you want to call her like someone that she grew up with so she's like a sister to her and you know they grew up they had their families, but they we all stayed very interconnected, et cetera, et cetera. So here we are visiting my aunt's house, you know, play aunt, but real aunt because she's been there all my life, et cetera, et cetera. Her niece, her actual blood niece, um, who we'd play with sometimes, but she was a little rough and tumble and rough around the edges, really rough around the edges. So one day we were playing on the rooftop of a house and that was just, it was like a big rooftop. It was, it was gated off so you couldn't fall off the roof or anything like that, but it was a pretty big rooftop. So we were playing around and for some reason, as kids are wont to do, they started playing, we just started just getting mischievous. So they decided, Hey, how about she becomes your girlfriend? talking about me and this girl this girl who was our age but a lot bigger and stronger than all of us and rough and tumble uh, other things that come with childhood and yeah no because at that age i was really young i was not interested in girls at that time really young like really really young well i learned early that <laughs> i would have I would have, it was one of my early lessons in life. <laughs> it's a little, little anecdotal for you, but I, I would, it, you know what? This, this foreshadowed the problems I would have with the opposite sex probably for the rest of my life. Joking, not really, but kind of. So apparently she couldn't handle rejection very well. And she pushed me. Now, I wasn't aware the push was coming. I, you know, I was just relaxing there was nothing playing around didn't think anything of it didn't think that i would be pushed when i got pushed 
I fell into this glass enclosure. This little glass ceiling thing that was on top of the roof. And the glass shards, the, the glass, it's like it got lodged right into the base of my spine. It got lodged so bad that I had to go to the hospital. I had to obviously get the stuff removed and I had to get stitches. And I remember at that age feeling like there was a hole in my back. But, you know, as you grow, wounds heal, things um, come over. But, and I, I've, at some point, I kind of blocked the memory out of my head. Maybe because it was so traumatic, because there was a lot of blood. And like I said, it felt like a hole. <sighs> but I was, I was looking at the growth plates, because I was like, this is just interesting time to go in this rabbit hole. I discovered something. Where is a where is one of those magical growth plates? Yep, you guessed it. Right at the base of the spine. To which there was a shard in there. And I, I tried to tell myself, hey, it probably didn't reach the spine. But I don't remember them doing x-rays. I just remember them taking it out and stitching it. But like the scar is still there to this day. And it never got smaller. The scar grew with me, and I still feel it. It's still right at the base of my spine. It's sometimes why I don't like taking my shirt. Well, now there's a lot of other reasons why I don't like taking my shirt off, but growing up, it's a big reason why I didn't love taking my shirt off because it's always back there, just this ugly scar. And I just tell people when they would see it, yeah, I got stabbed in the back. They probably thought I was part of a gang or something. You know, when you're a kid, you just try to make something sound cool. But no, it's because I didn't want to be boyfriends with a girl. And I laughed it off, but I was I was a little... I've got to be honest with you. Sometimes I get a little angry at it because I'm like... I've had lifelong back problems because of that. Lifelong. That have only been exacerbated by the fact that I weigh more now. But it was always a problem for me. And... I do wonder if it never happened. Maybe I am that height. Maybe I don't have the problems that I have now. I'm not trying to blame. You can't really blame kids for being kids. But what went through your mind when you did that? What went through your mind when you did that? And it's funny because when I started telling this story, I didn't plan for it to go here. But as I'm telling the story and reliving the trauma of it all, I'm like, wait a second. I've had lifelong issues because of that. Lifelong. And I probably will have issues for the rest of my life because of that. And yeah, I'm doing things now to strengthen my core. I'm going to go see a chiropractor. I'm going to go see a massage therapist. But there would have been... A lot, I always feel a lot of pressure on the small of my back, the base of my back. And it's like, maybe, maybe those inches grew in wrong. And maybe that's why I feel that pain. Because I do have a curve. I do have a curve. Makes me a little bit like a duck when I get bigger. But also, maybe it's not. Maybe it's the phantom pain of the 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 few inches I was supposed to grow that that never came in, or maybe it's hey, the doctor stitched me up wrong, and it just never it never 
got to heal right. There's just so many different things it could be. But the one thing I know is that I have been struggling with this for all of my life since it happened. And now I'm trying to find an answer for it. And knowing why I'm probably not taller than I am doesn't sometimes makes it better like oh okay there's a reason for all of that like there's the the, yeah I see it but other times it's like man if it wasn't for them egging her on it wasn't for her her being who she was in that moment then I wouldn't have these problems and yeah she was a kid I understand that but so was I so was I And out of all of us, I was the nice one. I love my cousins with all my heart. They were a mean group of kids growing up. Which is a story, not even for another day. No, not even. But it's like, ugh. I'm I'm actually annoyed telling this story now. And I'm going to have to deal with it. I I was doing okay until I saw that. Man. I'm going to be honest with you, listener, whoever listens to this ever. I did not know this is that this is where things were going to go. I thought it'd be a lot more happy and upbeat and that it'd be like some funny story that I could tell. Like, oh yeah, that's, so that's what happened. Ha ha ha. But then I just realized how listening to it, listening to me say it out loud, it's just kind of traumatic. <laughs> some childhood things like, oh yeah, that happened. Which is why I don't, I sometimes can't stand all the way up straight. Without great effort. And other wonderful things that I'm no longer going to rattle about on this podcast. But I'm saying if anyone knows like a really good chiropractor. Someone that can make you taller. Someone that can make your back pain go away. Semi-permanently. Let me know. But yeah. That's kind of the addendum. The epilogue, so to speak, of what happened. Because I'm giving you the prologue to speak of what happened. So... It all stems from one place. And yeah, maybe it didn't affect my growth plate. But it probably did. I know someone's going to come here. Maybe someday some um, pediatrician will run into me, run into this episode, listen to it, and say, well, no, that's not how things work. Maybe they can tell me that. Make me feel at least a little bit better about this. But I think it is, and here's why. It's nothing, like, no one, there were no follow-up visits. There were no, let's check on your spine, because you were impaled on the base of your spine. There was none of that. Well, I guess here's a silver lining. With my lack of height and bad back posture, at least I've been able to develop a great personality. So, there we go. That's something. Yeah, apparently this is going to be the darkest episode. You know what? Let me, I'm going to take a second and we're going to reverse this. We're going to reverse this somehow. Give me a moment. So here's some funny news. Here's something really funny, right? When I was out there looking for a job, it was pretty hard to get one. Now that I have one job, and it's a pretty decent job, there's so many other jobs calling me. And I'm so very upset about it. Because where were you jobs when I needed the jobs? I've needed a job for a while. Here's the thing. The last time I worked um, for an organization, for 9 to 5, 
was back in March 2018. We were summarily laid off, my whole group. So, <sighs> took unemployment, just took a step back, and was going to just relax for a while. But everything in my house broke. So, all that money that I thought I was going to have quickly, quickly, quickly went out the window. So then I had to, I had to start working. So I started working for myself. And you remember how that story went. Year one was tough. Year two was better. Year three was looking like something. And then all of a sudden the end happened. The end came quickly, pretty quickly. And hey, with my own spot, with my own business, I didn't make a lot of money. Mm -mm, not going to lie to you. Didn't make a lot of money. But it was the money I made. So it was something for me to be proud of. I said, hey, you know what? I've done this. I'm creating a niche. I'm creating a market. And I'm going to be able to build something from this. Well, the foundation wasn't strong enough to deal with life. <laughs> and it crumbled. So for a while, I've been doing whatever I can to make ends meet. To go from one month to the next to make sure I stay ahead of my bills at all times. Most of the bills. Not all the bills, but most of the bills. Because so I got a car note. And if I don't stay up on that, they will take it. They will absolutely take it back. Even though I don't want it anymore. I want a better car. Ah, so... It became January of this year, and I had a few jobs lined up. They were pretty nice-paying jobs. But with everything, if you're not getting money in like that, you learn to be really frugal. You learn to save up every penny, pinch, etc. But at the same token, I still need to live. I need to breathe. I need to make money. So I was searching for a job and searching for a job and searching for a job, putting my resume out there everywhere. And I have a lot of experience in a lot of different things. Funny enough, it's usually a connection, you know, connection you make. And it's somebody that I made a connection years and years and years ago in my first job. What do they do? Put on Facebook. Hey, so I'm looking for a job. I said, well, mm, I'll look, I, I'm looking for a job. So give them my information. They give it to the people, hear nothing back for the first month, or hear nothing back for about a month. They ask, hey, did you hear anything back yet? Uh, no, not yet, but hey, it is what it is. I, I, you're, you're pretty golden there, so I know at some point they'll give me a call. Eventually they did. Long story short, I got a job. The first week at that job was rough because it was training, and the training was bad. The training was real bad. And I'm like, oh, I don't know if I can do this job. This training's really rough. And by rough, I mean bad. And I'm like, oh, it's going to take away all my time during the day. That's going to sap my creativity. Because for the first week, because I would be sitting somewhere listening to somebody drone on all day. By the end of it, I didn't have any energy to do anything. I'm going to go energy to work out. I didn't have the energy to do anything creative. I just kind of sat there listless, like, oh, there goes my creative goals and dreams because I need to make money. <laughs> I need to make money. And I guess this just, this other thing isn't for me. And then I started working on my own. And what I realized working on my own is that 
you can actually be very fast at doing this thing. Funny fact about me is I've always worked in a customer-facing role one way or the other. Even if not right above it, like right right up against it, it was, hey, the people that report to me help with customers, so I need to, I'm going to have to be front-facing. And I love people, but I never wanted to do that. I never, ever, ever wanted to be in customer service. That's not unusual for anybody. Here's what does make it unusual. I had a degree that should scream, don't put them in customer service. I had a finance degree. If I've used that finance degree since I graduated, so did you. So did you. That thing is collecting dust. But anyway, at this company, instead of having an impressive title, I get a pretty decent salary and I get to be a cog in the machine, which can I tell you how much better it feels to be a cog in the machine versus some sort of face with some sort of fancy title that really doesn't mean anything because you don't have any real authority and you're just there to babysit or some some other things. It feels so much better. It feels so much better to me. I get in, I do the things that I have to do, and then I get out. And then I get out. Guess what? I was done all the work I had to do in two hours today. So what did I do with the rest of that time? Haha, you guessed it. Not do this podcast, because I waited till after work for this, because I was a little tired at the end of it. But I edited about three videos. Three videos. I was like, yeah, this is something that I, I like. And I liked it a lot. And I'm like, finally, this is the kind of job I, I think I can... I think I stick out for a little while, while I try to make my other things happen on the side. This is that type of job. If you want to go to school in the meantime, go. You'll have plenty of time. If you wanted to pursue other things, pursue them. You have plenty of time. So I'm like, maybe, maybe I have found some place I can call temporarily a home. And then when I get back out there, I'll have such a much stronger foundation. My credit will be, other people say A1, but the best it could be. And I I can have work-life balance because I don't have to be tied to this job, et cetera, et cetera. Here is the problem. Here is the problem. There is another job calling that it's a li- it is public-facing, but it pays more than what I make now. How much more? About double. It pays double. Double. It pays this and then some. And I'm like, ooh. Oh, mm. and it's also that it, there's some some benefits to that job because I don't really think I would be heavily supervised in that job either. It's really like I do my own thing. They let me do my own thing and I get out there and do what I can do. So that to me is very, very, very appealing. And I'm in a quandary. I'm in a conundrum. I'm in a rock and a hard place. I would love to say, no, I'm going to stay at this job and pursue my passions. But double. And I have things that I want to do soon. I might want to propose to a girl someday. That girl. Yeah, that girl. Or I might want to, you know, do certain things. Might go on nicer vacations. Things like that. I might, my other jobs, like... Let's say I wanted to start a business. Having double, having double the cash available for this business would not be a bad idea. Now, here's the thing. I'm in consideration. 
I'm, I'm one of the finalists for the job, but I'm not necessarily a finalist for the job. And here's why. <sighs> because the kind of organization I would be joining, the kind of organization I would be joining, if that was too jumbled, is a very buttoned up organization. It's very stiff. It's very regulated, self-regulated. And I really, really, really seek out authenticity right now. I know that's a lot of things. I'm millennials use jargon, et cetera, et cetera. But what I mean authenticity is I just, I want to give people my true self because I don't have the time, effort, energy to portray or put out any other type of energy. It's not me living out loud or me living to the max. It's just, I want you to get the authentic, genuine article of who I am. I want, when you meet me, whether you like me or hate me, you're going to be like, well, I feel like I know who he is, relatively speaking. Because throughout most of my jobs, I feel like I was wearing a mask. A mask of whatever it is. Like... A lot of my jobs, I just wanted to do my work and leave me alone. Just because it just gets so annoying. <laughs> Not winning any awards here. But I've never been good at playing the corporate game. Never been good at playing the corporate game. I can sell whatever I need to sell. But I'm not going to sell bulk. I'm not. Because why? I don't have to. I don't need to. But I'm willing to sell a product if I believe in it. I'm willing to do anything if I believe in it. And that's why I want to keep and continue to remain my authentic self. I can't be some buttoned up type of guy. I can't be some stiff shirt. Even though I look good in a suit. I will wear a suit. But I'm just not going to be stiff. I'm not going to be stiff. And that is what I have to impress upon them. Because... I don't want them getting something that they think is one thing when it's really another. I'm not, yeah, I'm not the principal of the school. I'm not that, that rigid. I'm not that hardline. I'm not that black and white. I find all of this an interesting kind of funny. Why? Because almost three years to the day, three years to the day exactly since I was laid off from my last office type job, I found another one. And I like it. Not so much for the work I do, but the work I don't have to do. And not for much the time that I invest in it, but the time I don't have to invest in it. And as soon as I wrap my head around being happy with it, here comes this opportunity that pays a lot of money. And I value two things. My time and what m money can do for myself and others around me when I have a lot of it. Because I think all of us are very like altruistic in a way with the people around us, very generous with the people around us. Like if we had an abundance of money or anything, we would easily give it to the people we love because those are the people we love. And if we have it more than we need, we give it to them. I have nieces and I want to be the kind of uncle that pays for their college education or whatever one day i may have children probably maybe who knows and i don't want them to want for anything i don't want my significant other to want for anything she can go ahead and work if she wants but you know i i want that for them 
But what do I want for me? Well, it's tied into wanting that for them. I want to take care of everyone. It's just how I'm wired, how I was born, how I've always considered myself. But what does taking care of me mean? I don't know. I'm still learning that lesson. And I guess that's the big thing here. I'm still learning that lesson. Speaking of lessons, I guess that's what I take from this journey. That's what I take from even the story I told earlier today. Because my friend who broke her growth plates early on, right, and was told very early, hey, you're not going to grow past a certain point. She had her rough moments with that, but she adjusted better. She got cool and everything, and she's fine with it. She's more than fine. Like, it's not a thing for her. For me, it's a thing right now, just because it's like, mm, it hasn't been a thing, but all of a sudden it became a thing again. Like, things that leave your memory and come back. And apparently I covered some trauma, so who knows after this what's going to happen. But, uh, most of us in life are dealt not great hands in one way or the other. It is. Not everyone just, not everyone is born in every sense of the word, on third base. Some of us might be born in third base in certain areas, like looks, personality, intelligence, and born first base in other areas, not even up to the plate. It's just how things happen. Not everyone's got maxed out stats in all categories. And maybe, just maybe, that's why... I'm, you know, I I turned out however I turned out, because I would have been too dangerous, maxed out in all categories. Maybe I wouldn't be a good person. Maybe I would be full of myself. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows how these things turn out? What we do know is how I did turn out so far, and I don't hate who I am. I I really like who I am, or I'm growing to like who I am rather, because. Who I thought I was and who I am continues to <laughs> grow further and further apart. So, at the very least, you know, these things, the Earth is billions of years old. We only live here for, if we're lucky, anywhere between 60 to 100 on it. So, there's going to be lots of different people that come and go. But I'm me. Whoever I am, I'm me. And this, the. Maybe alternate reality Reese got all the things that I didn't get, but he didn't get the things that I did get, which is apparently a, a loud background. Apparently a loud background. But speaking of things that we didn't get, at least this time, I do get to say bye to you because we have reached the end of this episode and this was, this ended up being a very interesting episode because it started out light and then it got dark and then it got somewhere in between. But right now I feel pretty light, right? Mm. It's probably somewhere between light and somewhere in between. I said it's somewhere between like 18 times just now, but you'll forgive me for that, won't you? Just like I forgave her for doing that thing to me. I never forgave her. I just kind of pushed it on my mind, I guess. And now it's in my mind. But I dare not push her back because that would be um, wrong. (laughs) 
So we've come to the end of yet another episode of the As Told by Reese podcast. <sighs> well, <laughs> very interesting episode. Again, didn't expect it to turn out like it turned out, but that's life. That is life. And I think this is better this way. Instead of some sort of inauthentic, just piece of rambling, give you an authentic piece of rambling. Just something that I really feel and think. If you ever want to tell me how you feel and think, you can always email me at name of this podcast at gmail.com. You can also leave reviews. Leave reviews. Let me know if someone's listening. Just just one person. Just one person. And that one person would be enough for me to keep going with these episodes at least into the hundreds. At least into the hundreds. Um, I have a lot that I want to talk about, though. So I'm probably going to throw up a few more podcast episodes before it's all over. Today I'm recording, and I'm going to print this out on a Thursday. Might have one over the weekend. Might have two over the weekend. Who knows? Might have one tomorrow. Not tonight. Usually when I do one podcast episode, it's like a mind dump. And I at least have to um, recoup from that. This one's a bit long. You'll have to apologize. You'll have to accept my apology. You don't have to apologize. I have to apologize. But I'm glad you decided to listen and spend, like I said before... A little bit of your time in this corner of the universe with me. And I just, I want to talk to you. I want to hear from you someday. I'm going to go now. But thanks for listening. And I'll see you later. Bye.